0: morning Trish. (laughs) Happy Sabbath. Sabbath. The Lord said this morning he wants us to be the hope. Be the hope. The world is tired of hearing about hope. Didn't we go through that some presidential elections ago? Didn't we go in the the early 80s uh, fellow we know fairly well, he kept saying, keep hope alive. (laughs) Well, all this hope talk is just talk. God said, be the hope. Because right now, we need some hope, don't we? We need some real hope. And and we're going to go to the book of Matthew, chapter 24. And we're going to read what's going on, and we're not going to be discouraged about it. We're going to look at it and going to say, okay, Lord, you told us about this. And so we're rejoicing that God would give us 2,000 years heads up about what's happening today in our particular society. Amen? But we've got to look at this thing and not be afraid. How dare you be afraid of anything? If if God is your Father, why are you fearing? Amen? Amen? Oh, but it's so hard if God is your Father. Now, if you're your own God, yeah, I understand. I'd be afraid, too. Let's go to Matthew 24, if we would. Matthew chapter 24, and we're going to begin at verse 4. Matthew 24, and we're going to begin at verse 4. And it says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Now see, we're not just going to jump over that and get to the other stuff. This is the main issue in the world, in the Christian world, we should say. Let's put quotes around that word. It's because there's a lot of things that have come down the pike with had a stamp of Jesus on it, and it wasn't Jesus at all. And it deceived many. Therefore, the world started turning in the wrong direction because the church and God's people are supposed to be the ones to be the example to keep everything kind of in check. But what happened? Many people came and said, I am the Christ, and they deceived many. And then here we are, verse 6, and you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not what? Troubled, Troubled. don't worry about those things. What are you gonna do about it? Be mad? He said, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence, and earthquakes in divers places. All these things are occurring. Can we say amen and thank the Lord? I want to thank the Lord. All right, that's all right. We'll get there. Don't worry about it. See, it seems like the world is being turned upside down, doesn't it? For us who have been alive more than a few days, things are a lot different than it used to be. And it says things are that were impossible just a few decades ago are just everyday occurrences now. I know you guys have been keeping up with the, uh, the old debates and the elections and the primaries and Super Tuesdays and all those kind of things. You know it would have been impossible 30 years ago for to, what is happening now to, be, to happen 30 years ago. 30 years, simple 30 years ago. You couldn't have a game show host being President of the United States. <laughs> that just wasn't gonna happen. And all of these things that people, that when you have a, a, an elect, electics, elect, uh, I can't say electoral, electoral system that doesn't care about the issues, but just the personalities, well, that's kind of disheartening if you believe in the system, didn't it? You're like, well, I can't believe my candidate pulled out of the race. (laughs) Really? You didn't know that, huh? Did you not read what the Lord said was going to happen? These things were going to happen just like he said this. This is going to be the most incredible few years of your life, and we don't have to be afraid of any of it. Unfortunately, we had some natural disasters here in this state. and People lost their lives. Well, that's going to happen. Amen? And the the famines are happening all over the world. See, a lot of things you don't see on your television because they're not in the best interest of those who own the television to show you these things. But what we have to understand is God said these things will happen, but don't be troubled. Amen? Amen? And so school systems are dedicated to developing slaves. 50 years ago, that wasn't the case, because I was in the schools 50 years ago. <laughs> but also, what else? Healthcare systems are designed to make us junkies, permanent customers. The entertainment industry has made us all distracted zombies. But don't be troubled. Amen? Uh, don't disp- do-, do not let the news reports get you down. Matter of fact, we told you Wednesday night turn the television off. I mean, I was listening uh, to the news, and the first 15 minutes was, I always say, death, death, murder, murder, fame, and sickness. Be back after this commercial. And the commercial was about pills, pills, pills. Uh, and then the next commercial was about food that's gonna give you a reason to have pills. And all of this was, this, and then all of a sudden you come back to the news and hear some more death. How could you, you, you don't, and you want to say, why is everybody depressed? Duh! Wouldn't you be depressed if all you were put in front of your face was the depressing things? Lord help us. But he said, don't be troubled. See, the Most High is still in charge, y'all. And he's setting Satan up to loose more of Satan's victims from him. See, see just as God fooled Satan at the cross, the Lord is using this climate of fear to win souls. You know, Satan didn't really know what was going on. He, he, he tried to kill Christ, you know, he, he's a two-year-old, and he's trying to kill this Messiah, he didn't understand, and he used uh, uh, the Roman government to try to do it. And, and so as Christ started his ministry, uh, the church got irritated. And what did the church, church's response was, we got to get rid of this guy because the state is going to take our 501c3 away from us. So this guy is talking and walking the things that we say we do. He's showing us up. And so, you know, everybody was mad. Remember at the scene when Pilate said, I find no fault in this man. You know, let him go. And they yelled, crucify him, crucify him. And and, and the devil got in and and stirred the people and said, let his blood be on our heads of our children. Satan didn't realize that if Christ was crucified, his reign was over. So God kind of flipped the script on him. He's doing the same thing now. He's making this climate of fear, this atmosphere of of, of, of terror that's being uh, 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 propagated out here, he's going to use it for an opportunity to steal some people from Satan's kingdom. Because when you are afraid, you're looking for help. You're looking for an alternative. And God said there's more than be the hope because God is going to have a people that are going to show that there is another way to live in the midst of all of this without fear, without being anxious. Go to Malachi chapter 4. See, there's another spirit, y'all, moving in the land that you're not paying attention to. But after today, you're going to see it. There's another spirit that's moving in the land. You can feel it. We have seen it. We're walking in it. There's another spirit, even though the spirit of fear and ooh, all that, there's another spirit moving. And we're going to go to Malachi chapter 4 and find out what this spirit is. Malachi chapter 4. And we're going to go starting at verse 5. Malachi chapter 4 and starting at verse 5. He said, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers. Least I come and smite the earth with a curse. See, God has sent a converting spirit to the church. He He sent this spirit of Elijah, first to wake the church up, and then to have the church to have so much confidence in their God that they'll start waking the people up. See, this is the spirit he promised he would give us. See, he's getting, uh, he will, let's put this this way. What he's doing is sending his power to his people. All those who will accept his power, he is giving, amen? Because this power that we need uh, is going to bring us not only closer to him, but it's going to cause people to turn to him. And isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? See, this converting spirit to the church, to everyone that desires to do his will. And this is key. The spirit can come, but if you don't desire it, it'll go right by you. You ever seen that happen before? Some people catch it and some people don't. But if there's no desire to do the will of God. It just goes right by you. But we are living in a time where we can catch the spirit of God and we can do the will of God. Go to Matthew 3 if you would. See, this is not the first time. Before Christ started his ministry, he sent that spirit again. He sent the spirit uh, through a uh, a guy named John the Baptist. So Matthew chapter 3. He said in in verse 1, Matthew 3, he said, In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for what? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. This is the Elijah message. This is the message that's being given now. And it started with each one of you. It started on an individual basis. It says, repent ye and believe the gospel. Repent ye for the kingdom of God is at hand. That's what struck you whenever it struck you. That's why you're here this morning. It struck you and said, hold on. What is this all about? It's time for a change in my life. There's time for a change of thinking, a time of change of, 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 of environment. And this is, God says, I'm sending this spirit so you all will be my change of hope. You'll be my example of hope. See, the Most High is giving his people an opportunity to allow him to take away the deceptions that have kept us from seeing who he truly is and what we truly are. We have been deceived, y'all. And we've been deceived in things that we trusted. Now I know you all have always been rebel rousers. You know, you didn't believe nobody. You know, you were always the disobedient. You always, people said, no, I ain't gonna do it because y'all doing it. But God said this, he said, look, I'm glad that you like that, but now it's time to settle in and believe in something. It's to believe in me, amen? See, the deceptions that we've been falling under have come from all the things that we learn to trust. What did we learn to trust when we were little? What you had to trust what? I remember living in a country that had something called the magic bullet theory. Anybody ever heard that? They killed a president, JFK, a guy named John F. Kennedy. I know some people don't remember him. Uh, but a whole nation believed a thing called the Warren Report. That a bullet coming from the East shot a guy, and turned around and shot another guy, and then he went around the corner and got somebody else. But we learned, we, we, we were taught to trust anything that came out of that system. We, we were taught to trust that. Uh, and so that's where we, we have been, uh, one, one section of, the, of our environment that we have been deceived, what about the church? We've been deceived greatly by that because we believed in that more than we believed in anything. And so deceptions came out of there too. But God says, I can take all these deceptions away if you want to follow me. And this is what he's doing now. Have you not learned more in the last three years about God than you've ever known? And you think that was an accident, huh? God says, it's time now. Those who want to know me, I will will introduce myself to, amen? See, these deceptions have robbed us of the power needed to be an effective witness. Oh, Brother Paul, go to Acts chapter nine. Acts chapter nine. See, Brother Paul had this experience on the road to Damascus. He had been deceived by his belief system. He He was deceived. He was, what, earnestly, honestly deceived. He thought he was doing right but it was still a deception, and it kept him from the power that was needed to be an effective witness for Christ. Now let's go to Acts chapter 9. So far so good? All right, Acts chapter 9. See, because we got to start getting some hope. You know, you come in here after a week of being plummeted by bad news. Aren't we supposed to be out there shining like light? Especially when it gets real dark. Do you know if it gets real, real dark, that a little bitty light helps? So no matter where you are on the light scale, you can still shine. And this is our job. It's us for us to start picking up some people. To show people there's another way that there is truly a living God. Even though they tell you to put a mask on. And it's funny because the CDC didn't tell you to do But one person did, another did. They canceled uh, a major concert. What is it? Uh, South by Southwest. Just canceled it. $340 million worth of revenue to Austin, Texas is gone. Isn't that nice? That somebody's afraid. NBA basketball. They don't shake hands after the game. (laughs) Got a question. Anybody play basketball before? Then you bump into somebody. (laughs) Everybody hand on a ball. You sweating, they're sweating. See, fear makes you stupid. (laughs) You start doing things that don't make any sense, but God's people are there to kind of right the ship. Amen? Amen? But when you're deceived, you're deceived. But see, something happened to Paul, to Saul of Tarsus. He generally wanted to know what God wanted from him. And he was all wrong. He had been deceived. He had had the the veil over his face, the the scales over his eyes. And in in Acts chapter 9 and verse 17, Ananias went his way and entered into the house, and putting his hands on, on him, said, Behold, Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto you in the way as thou camest, has sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight, and be filled with what? See, this power, this power God is trying to give us, but we've been deceived, just like Paul was deceived. He couldn't see because he believed in a, in a, in a, in a had a mindset that would keep him from the power. And verse 18 said, immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. See, it's time to get the scales off your eyes. If you really wanna know what God wants you to do, if you wanna know who he is and who you are to him, ask him to get the scales off your eyes because we grew up wrong. We've been educated wrong, amen? But it's, it's time now for the right. God took the plane, see he took the plan of Satan. This is another time he tricked him. He took, He Satan thought he had somebody called Saul of Tarsus because what was the order that was given from the church to Imprison, <laughs> eliminate everyone who taught the name of Jesus. Who, who, Where did that order come from? We learned last week, didn't we? About the, oh, y'all forgot about that. One. About how the physical world is ruled by the spiritual world. Okay, so who gave the order? <laughs> who gave the order in the real world? The spiritual wicked is in heavenly places. Satan? <laughs> he gave the order because he wanted to eliminate what? The, 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 the conversation about Christ. So he got the, one of the most talented men to be his, his, uh, his leader. And God got him again, didn't he? See, that's why you can't give up on people. God got him. He was on a road t- with the papers to say, kill the Christians. And God said, do you really know who I am? And what happened? Saul turned out to be who? Paul. And you know what? The books you're reading, Paul had a lot to do with them. So we praise the Lord, right? See, God, God took uh, oh Satan and turned, turned his plan around. See, in the midst of all this chaos, God is preparing a people, y'all. And, and, and to prepare the way of the Lord, to make plain the paths of God. This is what God is trying to get a people to do. He said, the assignment is detailed. All the details can be found in one scripture. All the d- assignment details can, for us can be found in one scripture. Let's, if, if, if we're going to quote Christ, if you don't mind, all right? Is he a good person to quote? Let's go to Luke chapter 4. See, so we've got to make plain the way of God in this, to a population that's full of fear and confusion. They just need, enough, they need something else to see they got to see an alternative. Because right now they're just seeing, everybody is, I'm a, oh, I was about to call out a network, like, i don't need to do that, I'm being recorded. Uh, they're getting their information from the same source. Everywhere they're turned, it's because there's three letters over here, there's three letters over here, there's four letters over here, it's the same source. Right? I picked up this newspaper, <coughs> it told me this. I <coughs> P- picked up this newspaper, it told me the same thing. And you think that's Uh, 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 not a, that's not a, uh, 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 what is it, coincidence? It is not a coincidence that the New York Times and the Washington Post and, and, and and the USA Today sing the same tune. Why? Same spirit. But everybody's being hit by it. And so you think you were doing investigative journalism, I got 15 sources, but every source you chose came from the same source. And so, of course, you are just like, well, it must be it. Just because they say it doesn't mean it's true. And don't fear. Ask the real source, and God will share it with you. But he gave us an assignment, y'all, in Luke chapter 4. This is what he is preparing us to do. Are we ready? Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. Christ was quoting Isaiah exactly. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the assignment. Help people, help people, help people, set them free. Doesn't that sound a little different than most church agendas? Pay me, pay me. Come here, it's all right. Feel good. God said there's a work that I'm trying to get done, and I'm gonna use the people who are willing to do it. See, we gotta be willing to do this. You can't be afraid. God's not gonna make you gonna scare you into obeying Him. That's not how He does this. He's looking for people that He can use. See, that Holy Spirit is moving in those who choose to be instruments of righteousness. Are you choosing that? Are you kind of standing on the sideline and see what's gonna happen. Let me tell you something, there are no sidelines in this battle. In this game, there's no sidelines. You're, you're on the field all the time. It just depends on what team you're on, amen? See, in the midst of the darkness, there's a marvelous light that is beginning to shine. And I hope you can see it. See, people are starting to say, I don't believe in that no more. I ain't going that, I, I, don't, know, I don't know what right is, but I know that's not. When you hear stuff like that, have some hope. Because people are saying, I, I, no, 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 they, y'all been talking that all these, is not working. Isn't that great? That's why I like young people. Young people have that en- enthusiasm. They come out and they, they see, life had not beat them down. So they have hope. They, they, they say, they, they have an energy. They have, a, they have a resolve to change things. And God is just looking for somebody who wants to change first so they can change things. So you can't change anything until you change. And he's looking for us to change. And if we can, he can get a people to change, then he can make a change, amen? In, in the midst of the darkness, there's a marvelous light that's beginning to shine. Marvelous things are happening if you can see them. And there is an invitation going forth from the throne of heaven to all of the participants who wish to be part of this great awakening. See, this has happened before. It's happened before that God would send a very important message and wake some people up. He's already sent this message, y'all. Are you going to be part of it? If you're not going to be part of it, I feel sorry for you because you're going to be left uh, uh, with the rest of the bunch. Why would you want to lose? I, never, I mean, losing is a waste of time. If I know this guy is a loser, why am I riding with him? If I know this way is a losing way, why am I staying with it? we got to ask ourselves these questions and mean it. Amen? Because he wants something else. Go to Isaiah 58. He wants something else. He's going to call us something. He wants us to do something. And if you are down with it, he can do it. Amen? He can do this if you want to do this. But let me tell you something. He's going to have somebody to do it. Don't let him pass you by. Because it's time now. It's time for the change. And if you can't get into a mindset of change, you are going to be defeated and you are going to lose your eternal soul. Is that uh, straight enough? Okay, just checking. Isaiah 58, he said, I want you all to know that this could be you if you want it. Isaiah 58, verse 12. Isaiah chapter 58 and verse 12. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. This is what we need. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the past to dwell in. See, this is is what we're going to do. See, because there's been a breach. There's been a disconnect. Amen? And God says, I want to bring this back together. I want my people to come back to me. I want them to understand who I am and who they are to me. And then I want the world to see who I am, just like he did in Egypt, just like he did in Babylon, just like he did in Rome. He's going to do it in modern-day Rome now, if you will participate. Aren't you excited? I don't know about you, but to be invited to be part of this change is something else. you got an invitation to change the world. Okay, too big, sorry. you got an invitation to change your house. How about that? to change your family, to change your health, to change your mindset. Okay, th- th- that's smaller, okay? You can, you can chew on that one. But God is God. And he says, I am looking for somebody, somebody, anybody, that wants to be part of this change. Are you one of those? Yeah. But you got you to gotta let him change you. Because without changing you, It's just, you know, perfume on a pig. Oh, I'm sorry. Paint on the outhouse. How about that? That's better, isn't it? I don't know what outhouse is. Okay, well, see the (laughs) spirit. See, what's needed now is this spirit of Elijah to give us this opportunity to choose another way. We need that spirit in order for us to change. For us to choose, he said, to introduce an alternative to show people that there's truly a God in Israel. But he needs change agents. And we got to get changed before we can be a change agent. Amen? Go to 1 Kings, if you will. 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 18. Elijah was in this spot again. See Elijah, the whole thing about Mount Carmel was about getting people to understand that there was a God in Israel. And God said, I didn't need 50,000 people, I just needed one. But can you imagine if every one of us would decide to let him change us and represent him, what we could do? But in, in in the 18th chapter of 1 Kings, we're gonna read verse 21. It said, Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. Yeah. And, our, and our nephews, I mean our, our ancestors, said, not a word. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's time now. I mean, come on, y'all. Uh-huh. you serve Baal or serve God. Which one? Stop trying to do both because you can't. Right. You can't eat the devil's table and God's table. If you eat anything off the devil's table, you are his. Amen? You are practicing his stuff. God says, look, would you please just decide you want to be with me? That's all. Just decide that that's what you want to do. Don't try to figure out how to do it. Just decide, Lord, I want, to, I want you to do what you do. I want you to change my heart. I want you to put me in a position where I can help the kingdom of God. I'm sick and tired of following Baal. He's ruining my health. He's ruining my life. He's ruining my relationships. He's he's ruining everything about me. I don't know about you. I'm I'm tired of seeing my loved ones die, suffer unnecessarily. I'm tired of seeing people being put in prisons for no reason. I'm sick of it. But I know there's only one source of power that can change that, and that's God. And so I know one thing. If I could get with him, then I might be able to effect a change in somebody. If we could just walk with him, Uh things can be different for someone else, and they may know who God is. So let's go down to 37. We're still in 1 Kings 18. You all know this whole history, right? You know the story about this. We're going to pick it up in, in, in verse 37. It says... Hear me, O Lord, Elijah was praying. Hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast, what, turned. You see what the whole point was? You will know who he is and you come back home. All this production that Elijah was about to do was only for that. It wasn't about him. It was that somebody may know he is God and they might give their heart back to him, amen? That's what we got to keep in mind when we're out here trying to help somebody. We're not trying to get people to join the church. Look at you. Okay, there's more people in here. (laughs) Well, that's fine. They will come, but your mission is not church joining. Your mission is changing a soul to Christ. In verse 38, then the after the prayer went up then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench and when all the people saw it they fell on their faces and they said the Lord he is the God the Lord he is the God God needed somebody to stand in the challenge and Elijah did You know, that same spirit is alive today. Will you stand in the challenge? Will you be so bold that you'll go up against the 850 prophets of the devil and stand there and say, do your thing and watch what God will do? Or are we on the 850 side? Or are we standing like the people of Israel? They were like trying to straddle the fence because, you know, they answered not a word. You're like, well, I'm going to go with whoever wins. You should know who's going to win. Who already won? Amen. Amen. Do you know his way is a winning way? Yeah. In everything in your life, it's a winning way. Yes. We've just been conned in believing that the losing way is the way that brings us happiness. Yeah. Oh, I just, I, I love Hostess cupcakes. Mm-hmm. That's a losing way. If you, if you love Hostess cupcakes, love aspirin. Love anti-inflammatories. Amen? Go get your GI tract checked every year. That's what you're saying when I love Hostess. God says, I got a way that's better than that. That'll keep you out of Methodists. That'll keep you out of Baptists. That'll keep you out of Walgreens. That'll keep you out of CVS. that will keep you out of all these things if you just do what I ask you to do. Because somebody's in, in, in the hospital right now that needs some hope. And if you walk in there and you got the hope that God has put in you, it's going to give them hope. And what's that scripture we quoted this morning? A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. But if we broke down, sad, blue, depressed, if we gonna go, I don't want anybody depressed visiting me at a hospital. you know, you're in the bed suffering, you had a surgery or something, you know, and you, know, you, you, need, you need some encouragement, because, you know, it, it's rough in there. And you come in there, well, hey, how you doing? I've heard people come into a hospital, ask the patient how they're doing, and then, you know, they say, oh, you know, because they don't want to be, be worrying people. They say, oh, we're going to make it. Well, that's good, because in my life. They should just kick them right out of the door. But that's... Every time you meet somebody suffering from the deceptions of Satan, we should be the hope. We should be the guiding light. We should be that light that God asked us to be. That, that, that beacon of hope that said, you know, that it might, I might be all right. When they leave your conversation, they should be hopeful. See, it's a new day, y'all. It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it, it's a new belief. It's the old belief, it's the old path that we got out of. We got so caught up in being religious, we forgot about God. What does it take to be an instrument of change? How do we become God's battle-axe against the powers of darkness? There's three ways. We're not gonna keep you long today. <laughs> Go to Exodus 20. First thing you, we must do, if we're going to accept this role, if we're going to be happy, if we're going to be able to work for the building of the kingdom, if we're going to be able to give light where darkness is, the first thing we got to do is found in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 1. Preach, brother. Mm -hmm. Exodus 20 and verse 1, it says, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. See, when you get delivered from the foolishness and the confusion and the fear, this is the house of bondage he delivered you from. Amen? You're no longer afraid of a doctor's uh, uh, diagnosis. You're no longer afraid of somebody where you, uh, you're going to lose your job. That means you're going to lose your home. You're going to lose it. You're not afraid of that anymore, are you? Okay, Amen. Verse 3 says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. That's number one. Amen? So you've got to make up your mind that this will be your goal. Be willing to allow the loving presence of God to make whatever adjustments in you that need to be made. You can't have another God before him. And that includes you and your desires and your lust and the things that you want to do, the things you want to accomplish. He said, that's a God in front of me. You'll never shine like I, You can shine with me. Do not be afraid to put before the throne everything you believe in. It'll stand if it's of God, won't it? You know, some people won't even have a conversation about something. Oh, no, nope, I know that's true. Don't even talk to me about that. Put everything on the throne. Everything. It'll stand if it's of God. I know we did that. We put everything on the throne. Everything we knew we knew. Everything we had studied for years, we put it on the throne. Say, hey God, if it's not you, take it. And, you know, he took some things, some things that were real close, some things I knew that was true, because everybody I respected told me it was right. He said, well, did isn't. Now what are you going to do? And so once some things are taken away, are you still going to be with God? Are you, you going to let him go? Well, you're going to say, well, no, Lord, this is, we we'll have conversations like this, Morgan. Yeah. Is that you really, Lord? Because it doesn't sound like what you've been telling me, as if God was talking to you. See, that's what people, well, God told me, you, you think, well, one man I had to tell, if God told you that you are the only one in the history of mankind he's ever said that to because I don't get in an argument when a person says God told them something, a God did, that's all I know. And it's not for me. If God tells me to say something, I will, but it's not for me to tell you that's not God. That might be a level of God I'm not familiar with. But we got to put everything on the altar, y'all. We can't have another God. God's truth will stand any investigation of God. And whatever falls off, just thank him because that was a burden you were carrying. That was a scale that was over your eyes. That was a veil over your face that uh, didn't allow you to see what the real truth was. Some people are afraid for that. And I understand why. Because you're comfortable in your your ignorance. I was going to say knowledge, but it's just ignorance. You're comfortable in it. I've been doing this all, I know the script. (laughs) I know how to (laughs) act this way. God said, what if it's wrong? You want want to be right? My desire is to be right through him, for him, by him, so I can represent him. When he asks me to say something, I can say it with the utmost confidence because it's his words and not mine, because I don't have another God before before him. Amen? So the first thing we have to do is what? Lose the other God. And if that God is filling your name, if that's your God, lose that. How's that been working out for you? You leading your life is a bad idea. It's always been a bad idea. It always ends in tragedy. It always ends in, de- uh, uh, in despair and heartache. But if he would you allow him to lead you, he'll lead you into all the things that you thought you were going to lead yourself into. Remember, he told Joshua. If you meditate on my word day and night, you will find good success. Didn't he say that? But didn't, didn't, what, that's what we've been doing all our lives, right? We went to college, we went to college again, we got a third college, and we went to, 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 to training, and we went to, to, to the corporate uh, uh, structure, we learned these things, we learned these things, and what did we end up with? A lot of <laughs> Incredible <laughs> confusion. And debt. God said, let me guide you. Christ didn't say, don't go to college. He said, but let me guide you. He said, Christ didn't didn't say, don't get training. He said, but let me guide you. Because I know what you need, I know what's the best one for you. I'm going to put before you a professor that's actually one of my representatives. He said, I'll do that if you will believe me. But but I had my heart set on on doing. It. He said, You got another God. Said, we see how that's working? But God, I wanted to be over here. He said, Did you want me to do it or you want to do it? What you want to do? But I always anytime you butt God, man, you start all over again. Because something about God is so wonderful about Him is that y'all are walking and then you butt. And he says, okay, I'll be right back here. And you keep, because you want to do something else. So you just go on. He said, I'll be right here. We'll pick this conversation up back here. I'm not going to go up there with you because I didn't tell you to go there." In here, great God? You always know where to find him, won't you? When you disobeyed, he'll be right there. <laughs> the second thing we got to do is found in Philippians chapter three. He said, don't dread the change. Because we can change reluctantly. And you know what? We'll change right back. As soon as the pressure comes off, we'll change right back. Remember, we were talking this morning about the slave mentality of religion. We learn God through slavery. We learn God through hardships. Do you know God is around when it's not hard? Matter of fact, most of your relationship with God will not be in hardships. It might be strengthened in hardship, but it's not always hard. It's not always sackcloth and asses. Stop being a slave. Everybody free, y'all free. Y'all ain't free. You're using a slave mentality. We got to stop dreading this thing. We got to have a relationship with God that is not a burden. Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. Yea, doubtless. Brother said, look, man. I don't dread anything he's doing for me or doing to me. He said, yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And what do count them but dung that I may win Christ? Don't dread the change. Whatever you got to lose, let it go. And, and I, You know, this brother here was hard. He said, hey, everything I lost was nothing. And he used the word we won't go into. He said, it's nothing. I don't mind it. Whatever it was, it wasn't good for me. And God took it from me. He took that relationship from me. He took that job from me. He took that appetite from me. He took those things from me because it wasn't good for me. And I'm excited that whatever state I am, I rejoice. I know that, that that's a hard one. See, the first one was easy. Oh, yeah, God, He God, He God. The second one is don't you dread the change. Embrace the change, y'all. Go after it with all your heart. Don't you wanna be better? Don't you? I mean, can you imagine just being sorry your whole life? And be happy being sorry. Come on, y'all. There's so much more. Like I said three years ago, you were in a different place. Aren't you better now? Aren't you? Guess what? You're just getting started. There's so much more. And it's wonderful change. Wonderful change. Don't you, uh, uh, Brother Steve, don't you love waking up and your knees don't hurt? Here's some issues. He's a man, I forgot I had knees. (laughs) Because higher and even higher is what he wants to take us. We're not going to be fooled anymore by the the three-letter networks, are we? We're not going to take them at their word. And anybody we see on the networks, we're not taking them at their word. We're not going to believe. Unless unless you're bored and you want to be entertained and you say, let's watch this dumb volleyball game. They say something, they say something. And then they contradict themselves before they even make the point. It's like, and it it hurts your head because this is so much madness. How can anybody sit here and believe any of this? Well, that's going to happen to you if you want to change. Now, if you want to continue to watch these things and believe in them, you do that. But you're going to remain sorry. That's an old word we used to use on the playground. Man, you sorry. God says, I want to elevate you. I want you to come close to me where all things are right and true. And I want you to be able to have access to me at, at a, a drop of a prayer. I want you to have the power over the darkness around you because some people don't have never heard of me. Some people don't know me. Some people have only heard versions of me. I want to show them the true version of me and their heart may be turned to me. But I need you all to do this. Amen? God says, I'm not leaving you ignorant if you don't want to be ignorant. He's given us an opportunity to live a life in Christ. The last one, be the alternative to the ways of the world. Be the alternative. Not talk about the alternative be it. When they see you, you are the all au- you're different, that's different. How is that happening? Well, you see you see that presentation of the world? We're not doing that. We've got to separate our mind from that. Go to, go to Romans chapter 12, Romans 12. There's a change a renewing process that will get us to that place. If you want to. I think I'm talking to a room of people who might want to do this. We don't normally have sorry people stay around long. They get upset with me and leave. (laughs) Because I'm going to push you in a direction that you'll find God. I'm going to try my best to take away every excuse you got so you'll find the Lord. I want you to be what God wants you to be, his child, amen? And this is all we need. Sometimes we need a a push, sometimes, the don't we? said he keeps pushing me off the cliff. God says, I will use you if you let me. I will increase you if you let me. Remember about 25 years ago there was a book called The Jabez Prayer. Anybody remember that one? What did Jabez say? I mean, (laughs) people ain't never seen the book that Jabez's name is in. But they got that book. Why? Because it talked about increase my borders. And that's all people wanted. I want God to increase me in the things I want to be increased in. Then you had that book called A Purpose Driven Life. Drove folks off the cliff. What God wants from us is come to him and ask of him, I have things for you. Do you know that God has things for you because of who you are? Not how good you are, not how how capable you are. It's because you are his child. Anybody have a disobedient child? (laughs) Did they stop being your child? Would you still give the world to save them? So why wouldn't you think Christ, I mean, the Father would do that for you? Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. If you want to do this, this is what has to happen. Present your body the sacrifice. The body means your mind, too, right? And the body as well. Are we willing to do that? If God says do this, well, are you, really, are you ready, willing to let him do it? If God says stop doing this, are you really, really ready to lay that down? No matter what it is now. Don't step out there and, and say that. And You'd be like that brother who, uh, uh, oh, I forgot the brother's name. The brother who, who uh, was out to battle, he said, God, if you give me a victory, the first thing that comes out of my house, I'll sacrifice. Bold, dumb statement. Guess what the first thing that came out of the house? His daughter. And guess what he had to do? So God says, when you vow a foul, prefer not to pay it because I have no pleasure in food. But, if you're, if you're willing to be ready, I can get you there. And just keep going with him. Keep, keep with him, keep staying with him, because it's gonna get bumpy because, only because the sin in us is strong, but he's stronger. The desire, our evil desires have been with us all our lives, but he can remove them. Amen. The bump is because we won't release. Release and let him do what he does. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world. Are we ready for that? But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind for this purpose, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Remember, that's the assignment, to prove what God is to those who are watching. He said, be the hope, y'all. Are you willing to be the hope? Now, this is big now. If you, are, you want to be the outcast of the world, see, Lonnie used to that. Huh? But if you want to be the outcast of the world, this is your role. But I don't, I'd like, I'd like this, this. Just say, Lord, help me, because I cannot, le- I can't let go of it. It's got me. It's what we call a stronghold. I don't know, but I'm willing to let you remove this from me. And when when he starts to remove it, don't yell. Just praise him. But I thought this was for my good. That's why I think better than you. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. And if you would finally understand that, (laughs) then my thoughts will be placed in your head, in your mind, and you will do my will. Be the hope, y'all. Let him first change you so you can be a change agent. The first thing you got to do is have no other gods before him. The second thing you have to do is don't kick and scream in the change. Stop murmuring and complaining that he's changing. Lord, I wanted this big old house, but I guess you didn't want me to have it. He said, first of all, I'm not a man. Second of all, you're, you think too little of me. You know, Isaiah, you asked for, you know, not you, somebody asked for, a, 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 I want this fine ring, cubic zirconium. <laughs> That's how we approach God, because we're so stupid, we think cubic zirconium is a stone. God says, I'm the God of diamonds. Why are you asking me for junk? He said, would you just trust me and let me give you what you need, what I want to give you until you're ready to get what you think you want? Amen? Amen? Is that all right? God says, I'm not not the cheap God. See, we're afraid to let God do it because we think God is going to rip us off. Because everybody has told us our entire life that Christians are poor, busted, and uh, 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 pitiful, and if you, if you, if you to be humble, you got to be broke. No, <laughs> not really. But he will use that to humble you. He'll call Amala- <laughs> the Mal or the Malachites. He'll call them to humble you. But oh, why don't you just walk and be humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he'll lift you up. What about that? If we would just grab the principles found in the Bible, not the principles found in the doctrines of men, but find the principles in the word and walk in that, your life will get so much brighter. (laughs) You'll have so much more fun. You'll have so much more joy. And you'll be helping people to see the God of love. i look at you now. Wah, 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 wah. That's what it looks like I'm saying to y'all. You Charlie Brown, wah, 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 Do me a favor. Tomorrow, go to the YouTube page and watch this again. Okay? Because this is exciting what's happening it's already happening to you i know it's not sometimes some people are a little anxious it's going as fast as you allow it to go go ahead and keep going the changes are happening just stay with it amen all right let's have a word of prayer Heavenly Father, again, thank you. You gave us an invitation to be changed by the Most High God. You said you'd take the scales off. You would remove the veil from our eyes so we may be able to see who you truly are. You told us you would expose the devil so we may see him for what he truly is, that we will not be deceived any longer by his tricks. Lord help us to walk with you to want you in all aspects of our lives Father let us hold nothing back from you Father for only thing you're going to do for us is what's good and perfect your will for us forgive us Lord for holding on arguing with you complaining about the change having other gods before Father forgive us Oh, give us strength, Lord. Keep us moving forward so we may be sons and daughters of yours, that we may show the world there is a difference. There is a hope that they can have in you. Help us be the hope that we want others to see. Thank you again. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.